0: welcome to coffee with Chris a podcast and our topic today is OEP what is it what can you do and what can't you do our guest today is Mary Granger broker relations manager for the Nevada market point office here with Humana who we all love and appreciate here in Nevada so Mary welcome back to another podcast
1: thank you thank you for having me it's a pleasure to be here thank you so,
0: there's so many places to go with this, but I wanted to start with OEP because, you know, what is it? And I noticed it's been changing in definitions because we just came out of AEP. Now we're going to OEP, and some of the people listening may not may not even know what these acronyms mean. But I wanted to at least define a couple things here. And so one of the things that was really interesting, I I did some, I went on the internet today, went to medicare.gov and I pulled up AEP and now Medicare wants to call it Medicare open enrollment, which we call AEP, which is annual election period. And now they want to call OEP, which is, open enrollment period and they want to call it medicare advantage open enrollment period so it's interesting how languages are changing but for the audience that's listening we're now approaching oep and would you go ahead and define what that means and let's just talk about it and then then i'm sure the natural conversation will flow of where we need to go with this but we have some ideas what what we want to bring up in discussion is In this podcast, but I'd like to go ahead and why don't you uh, go ahead and define what OEP means to you and what we can do during OEP.
1: Thank you. And if that Medicare petition shows up on a clipboard at my local grocery store, I'm going to sign it. I like that vernacular. It makes sense. The OEP is for Medicare Advantage plan participants. It's a 90-day period, January 1 through the end of March where anybody in America and Puerto Rico on a Medicare Advantage plan, HMO, PPO, private fee for service, even a PACE plan, they can make a change before they're locked in for the balance of the year. So they can move from one HMO to another, from one HMO to a PPO. They can even go back to original Medicare with or without a standalone drug plan.
0: Yes, so because of that, I think, I think the logic, why do you think they created this OEP? What is your opinion? Because I have some ideas, but I want to hear what your thoughts are. After hmm. AEP. And election period.
1: Well, my gut tells me it was to cause a tremendous amount of confusion. That's probably not going to be found on paper, but <laughs> that's what it does. Um, I wonder if it's because there were so many concerns filed by medicare on behalf of its beneficiaries of people who felt they got a bill of goods during aep and they wanted the opportunity to try it on before they committed i wonder if that was the motivation yeah
0: you know um that's a good thought i had another thought too my thought was is that um, i call um, the end of the year, I call it draft season for doctors, Ooh. and uh, kind of like the ball players, and we don't really know what team they're going to show up to uh, uh, until January, and so all of a sudden, people may have missed, uh, their doctor switching provider groups, or medications maybe coming off the formulary, some adjustments they didn't pay attention to the the notices in the mail, um, regarding the prescription changes, and all of a sudden. They call their doctor in January to get their prescription refill or whatever, and they find out they're not part of the plan anymore. And it leads, um, for an opportunity to make a change. And so that's how I've kind of embraced it in my head is an opportunity to, um, to also trade a market, you know, for the brokers that have written their clients and take care of their clients. And, uh, and we'll get into that more in a minute, but, um, uh, anyway, that's how I've seen it. The other thing is it's always been a concern with the brokers is they get angry during open enrollments because they see these TV commercials. And so what is your impression of the TV commercials that are playing and what is your opinion and how they're staying within the bounds of the rules during the AP and we're going to get to that in a minute. but. You know, have you seen those commercials during open enrollment in the first quarter of the year?
1: Yes, and I think they are most prevalent now that our immediate community offers a D-SNP, meaning um, anybody with dual eligibility has um, um, seemingly, but not logistically, endless opportunity to make changes. And they appear to be a little misleading because it's not full disclosure. Of course, it's very successful marketing in as much as it makes the phone ring. But, yeah, it does cause a lot of confusion and strife, I think, on both sides of the fence.
0: Yeah, I think, um, yeah, if you listen closely to commercials, it really doesn't say it's the Medicare Advantage open enrollment period. It just talks about open enrollment, which is really generic in nature, thinking people maybe just became eligible for Medicare or you're right in a special election period or something. And so they're playing right on the edge, knowing they can use those commercials year round, just making the phone ring. And as much as the brokers don't like it because we're not supposed to be marketing, right? And so, and then how do we do it? So, can you go ahead and explain to the brokers? What we're not allowed to do during OEP, I think that would be helpful.
1: Yeah, thank you. So Medicare says we're not allowed to advertise the fact that there is an OEP election, meaning don't market the fact of if you made a mistake on your annual enrollment or if you forgot to show up, you got a gimme. We're not allowed to do that. what we are allowed to do is everything else so on the heels of those annoying commercials the commercials are very smart in that they are getting medicare beneficiaries to call in and see what's available to them and chronic conditions or move-ins or turning 65s or loss of employer coverage or group coverage Those are all legitimate reasons to opt into a Medicare Advantage plan. And even though the commercials are, well, it it feels like it invades our our space because we live here and we work here. We'd like to think that this is our community of which we sell to. We might want to adopt a lot of that mentality when it comes to our way of marketing. We may not be able to make as much noise as a commercial, but we should broaden our perspectives when it comes to marketing. I think I may have shared with some and you in the past in that I believe we are all marketers with a license to sell insurance, and we can't be myopic when it comes to marketing to one segment of Medicare beneficiaries. But we need to tailor our message to where the beneficiary's needs are. And that's what it comes down to. When we identify a need, we have a product that can meet that need. So changing the way we market at the beginning of the year, I think, is a wise thing to do. Market all of your portfolio one piece at a time, meaning... Market the fact that you can speak the language of chronic conditions and meet the needs of overpriced and expensive prescriptions that cause folks to get into the gap. Market the fact that you know how to manage Medicare Part D and how to find the best plan for the individual seeking Part D. And market the fact that you know what supplements are and the difference between that and Medicare Advantage. And for somebody whose radar says, I need a supplement, they're gonna find your messaging. And then market the fact that you know Medicare Advantage because for some beneficiaries, their filters are primed for Medicare Advantage, usually because of immediate, almost intimate exposure. A spouse or a loved one has one. But if we don't tailor our message, we're going to leave business on the table. And these commercials that are everywhere are going to get our clients' attention. We need to be smart and savvy marketers and lean into all of the tools that we have and think like a beneficiary and not like an insurance agent.
0: Wow. So thank you. That was great thoughts. I um, I think what happens is that, you know, as brokers, we go through much training and certification and all the things we're not supposed to do. So we try to abide by the rules that are self- set before us, you know, don't do this, don't approach people. We, we all know it for listening and um, can't solicit during OEP. Well, we can't solicit OEP, but we can yeah. still solicit because we don't know their situation. So, we can solic- so that's what you're saying. Think outside the box. We're not soliciting the OEP. We're just soliciting their needs because they still need service. We don't know what it may be. It may be an issue with prescriptions, as you mentioned. It may be an issue with providers, access to providers or finding their doctor or they relocate. It could be a matter of a special enrollment period because the chronic conditions programs we have, the dual SNPs. There's so many other ways to approach it without having to market OEP. OEP is just the SEP, <laughs> right? And, uh, that's
1: exactly right, and that's yes.
0: Really, so that's all we need to do. So um, any any thoughts? That's really good. So any, any thoughts on maybe encouraging the brokers on how they can market and approach? I know you gave the ideas we can, but I guess from a marketing standpoint, throw out some ideas that maybe that the brokers, what you've seen other brokers are doing that's been successful during this last AEP enrollment period, that's worked for them to um, find new customers. And um, what are the approaches that you're seeing that's been that's been starting to take traction? Can you share with the audience what that might be, some of those ideas?
1: Yes, thank you for asking. Um, so. This OEP time period, I think I'd like to look at it as such. It's just a period of time in our um, industry. It's a blessing and a curse. We can grow, but we have to retain. And when you consider the audience who can use the OEP election, just that election is everybody. They are all of my clients who if they come across a message that resonates with them, has a legitimate opportunity to enroll in a new or different plan and somebody else will become broker of record. So during this OEP timeframe, retention is paramount and we want to grow, but again, the catch 22. So one of the tools Humana makes available to the certified agents, on the Agent Vantage portal, in the My Business section, all certified agents have a 360 degree view of their Humana Book of Business. You can click on all policies, active policies, and export it into Excel. And you have every bit of information from name, number, and address to signature date, effective date, and which contract that client is on. And what I recommend every agent with a Humana Book of Business do is download that at the end of September and again in early January and filter, filter all of your contents by contract, meaning here are all of your HMO clients by the 028, 056, chronic plans, value plus, and then PPOs, and then sub-filter by zip code and possibly PCP. And are there any correlations? Meaning, do you favor one product over another? And do you favor one doctor's office over another? And are you in touch with that provider's office, letting them know, How many patients you have sent them, and how you believe you can help them grow their practice. You could even print out your book of business to an extent and say, Let me show you how many patients I've given you. I am a growth champion for your clinic. Let me work with you. I think that is smart and wise, and it shows a true business relationship. And what the two parties are attempting to do
0: i see I' see what you're saying. I think you know with with t v commercials and over the internet, you know um that's one way to attract people, but the retention the retention's not there because there's no relationship. they really don't know the doctors in our area they really don't know um Differences. Their their job is just to enroll someone on whatever plan they get to make them a new client. And because they're a call center, but as us local brokers, um, we're creating relationships, and it's all about the relationship. And that's how business stays longer. And uh, and so, developing a relationship with the doctor's office and your clients, helping navigate to a doctor they can trust, is important. And because a lot of times, it's not, it's not the plan, it's not the carrier, but the consumer is quick to blame the plan and the carrier. And reality is, it's, a lot of times, it's a problem with the doctor's office. And so, following up during ADP, make sure your clients are doing OEP, I should say. Now, since so we're discussing OEP, is a great opportunity to follow your clients to see how's it going, And if there's concerns to protect that book of business, as you were alluding to earlier, for retention, and using the OEP to then possibly either move them to another doctor or move them to the the newer plans that we have with, for example, Humana, the old 028 to the old 56, and the brokers know what I mean, by plane codes, and so on, et cetera. So, yeah, here you go.
1: Any other? I also think, yeah, thank you. a practical retention effort at the top of every year. You want to connect with your entire book of business. And if if your book of business is so very large, I'm sure you have a village that helps you do this. You wanna connect with everybody, those that made no changes and those that did. And every single Humana plan, and I, don't think I'd be too far off if I said just about every plan in the city, offers dental. And one of my favorite retention tactics was in the month of January, I would call every single member, make sure they had their ID card and encourage them to set the very first dental appointment. Most appointments can be made within two to four, maybe six weeks, depending on who their dentist is. Help them find a dentist. Once they're in with a dentist, they're likely going to stay. They may not have a need to see a medical doctor, and during this time of year, there's more virtual appointments than there are face to face for obvious reasons, but use the benefits that you probably. Highlighted at the time of enrollment or when you encouraged an existing client to stay and encourage them to actually use them. The more likely a client is to stay on a plan with a broker of record if they're actually using the product they purchased. If you and I bought a brand new car and just parked it in the garage and never drove it, I'm not likely to talk about it to any of my neighbors because I'm not using it and they're not going to see me in it. But The more fun I have in the car and the more ways I learn how to use it, whether it be um, the shifting or the Bluetooth or the technology, the more I'm going to sing its praises. And our clients are our number one source of free future clients. We call them referrals, but let's face it, a referral when done right shouldn't cost us anything but a little bit of time and kindness. And when you get your clients using the products, they're going to talk about it, and they're going to stay.
0: Yep. I agree. It is about engagement with our clients and about taking care of your book of business. And you're right, I was thinking of even how um, how important the Guidance Center has been in Nevada to many of the members. And one of the things that that's, that's uh, one of the things that is most important to them, um, even sometimes more important than their doctor is being able to keep the guidance center and the activities And they benefited from in the past and so you're right there's, there's all these services and benefits that people aren't taking advantage of and, and following up on the dental Dental I mean your take care of your teeth is the gateway to your whole immune system believe it or not And that's how important it is to take care of your teeth and and so following up on their dental benefits Great following up on are they taking advantage of the other services is another touch point. You know what speaks to you um, as a producer, broker to uh, to encourage your, your clients to take advantage of all the wonderful benefits they have. Yeah. It's good. Very good. Well I think um, the takeaway is is that you can market during OEP, but not market OEP. <laughs> and and starting with following up on your book of business is a great place to start. And, to, um, and then find out what the needs are of your clients because things change. And making sure that uh, the plan is working the way they want it to for them, the prescriptions are covered, the doctors are covered. Um, if there's a special need program they need to possibly move into. And um, it all helps with um, being able to be active and productive during the first quarter of the year and so thank you for your thoughts and your wisdom and your experience is there any other final thoughts before we wrap up
1: well I, yes like i said before i'm never shy on thoughts but um <laughs> here would be an, a, a bit of encouragement for any producer but but predominantly a well-seasoned producer And I think I am one. This will be my 17th year. I find myself oftentimes being distracted. So tell me, Chris, have you ever been on your way in the car to a destination and found yourself driving beyond the destination only to almost wake up and go, oh, I missed my mark? that ever happened to you?
0: Yes, I have stories.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, it happened to me the other day. Um, My tennis team started playing tennis at a new place, um, Sunset and Whitney Ranch, the Whitney uh, Recreational Center. Beautiful outdoor tennis courts. And it was the first time in a year that we played elsewhere. And I knew exactly where it was and the time and the date where I needed to go. And so I set out in the car and I started driving. And the route I chose to take was straight down Green Valley Parkway and turn right on Sunset. But instead, I found myself in a daze on the 215 freeway in a completely different arena. And I went, where where am I going? Sure, I auto-corrected as I eventually got there five minutes late. They made me sing a song. It was embarrassing. My point is, my thoughts got away from me. And I could auto-correct, and it it seemed like it worked out fine, but it caused me to think, wait a minute, what distracted me? So the next time I went back, I put on my GPS just to make sure it didn't happen again because I'm a terrible singer and I didn't want to be late, and that's the punishment for showing up late to practice. So I would encourage all seasoned agents who feel like, I got this. I know what I'm doing. Use your guardrails. Write some questions down. Make sure that you don't get lost and think about other things than who you're sitting with, whether it be virtually or face-to-face. And stay present in the conversation because you will miss things that are important to both parties. So I, I helped an agent uh, just a couple days ago who had been selling longer than me who had a pended application because they used the wrong election period. And it, it almost made me giggle. Really? We just finished AEP, but they used the wrong election period. And of course I managed the concern and fixed the election period. But more importantly, the conversation was what caused you to be distracted? And if you did it once, could you do it twice? And how are you going to manage that moving forward? Because we, we miss the mark on a lot of things. And although we can autocorrect, there's ripple effects. And did you miss an opportunity to ask the individual who their social circle is? And do you know somebody who needs a plan like this? Or do you have an immediate relative either in your home or a state in which you're licensed to sell that you can support as well. I just want to make those that think they're on autopilot to take yourself off autopilot and be more present. And don't be doing the Mm. mental gymnastics. Once we hear a provider or we hear of a medication, we immediately go to the little cubbies in our brain, what network, what plan, where can I put this? And you're missing the actual heart of the conversation. You have all the answers. And if you don't, you know who to call. My encouragement would be stay present, harness those guardrails and recommit to this every time you pick up the phone and get in the car.
0: Wow. Thank you. I I hear what you're saying. I think we've become too much of a robot an autopilot. And the reality is, as you mentioned, we need to be in the present and be with that person and truly seek and hear what they're saying and what their needs are. And so thank you for that wisdom. So thank you again, Mary Granger. Thank you for Humana and all you do for us and support us in their industry. And thank you, audience, for listening and uh, take care until we catch up next time. Bye-bye.
1: For more about the topics discussed here today, please visit us at caruthersinsurance.com forward slash coffee with Chris until next time.